0: But those have that. It's like any competitive business environment. All of us uh, in our businesses have had to tighten our belts. We've had to cut the. we had to cut any anything that that looked like fat, um, and we've had to look at turnovers. We're going to have to look at our margins. And, and I think landlords that have done that in their kind of way in their property business are the ones that I think uh, that are that are doing well now.
1: Mm -hmm. We are this evening in conversation with David Beach, who's a founding director at uh, Chorus Property Group, looking at how can landlords prepare for the new year. And I want to hear from the landlords at home, you know, how 2020 things that you've picked up along the year? And of course, what have been some of the things that kept you afloat? David has already pointed to the fact that there's certainly was the work difficult moments during this period. And there were instances where, you know, some landlords had to try and make alternative plans. Um, Others, of course, have been going as far as selling the properties in their portfolio. Do you want to hear from you at home? Let us know if you're a landlord, what did you do this year that certainly got you afloat and um that you found useful along your property journey? I can see some of the love that we're getting on our Facebook page, Sarah uh, Mateta, sending those green hearts. Menzi butelezi, Queen Targo, as well as so uh, Sochumelo. Uh, and Onumens is saying rates hikes, we are back, rent is also going up. Rent is not going to go up just yet. Um, and I think, you know, landlords are going to be hard-pressed to be able to find tenants who are going to pay higher rent just yet, because there's still quite a lot of stock in the market, and there's still prices that are, we'll say, at relatively low current levels and sometimes even lower than what we saw pre-COVID so for many landlords in so many different areas you're going to be hard-pressed to be able to charge higher rentals just yet even though we did see rates going higher and also rates going higher you know in the past in the past month actually can't be the determining factor for you increasing your rental because January rates rental today because of the recent interest rate hike that we've had. And this is, of course, also just assuming that you've, you have know, had this property for a while. Uh, and even if you bought the property you know, during COVID where we were already experiencing, you know, interest rates, we already said that part of running your numbers is, uh, making the, the financial assumption or the numerical assumption of, you know, prime plus and certainly prime plus at the levels that we had, uh, in January. So, if your landlord says they want to increase rent because we've just had an increase in interest rates, they don't know what they're talking about. That we can certainly say authoritatively. And, and I think, you know, David, when we then look at sometime, and and this is something that we see for new, from new landlords in particular, where, you know, what um, the market shifts slightly. And I mean, an interest rate going up, especially by 25 basis points, given the, the history of sort of the past couple of months and seeing the decreases, the 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 reaction or even the strategy cannot cannot go to let me increase you know range because the numbers that you should have run or the due diligence certainly that you should have done would have you know indicated you would have run it on, on let's say prime that's current prime, you know, plus three, and you'd still be able to to afford it if those were the rates, as opposed to running it on prime and prime being, you know, at 7%. Nobody is doing that, especially when you reach that that level, because we knew we we're not going to stay there for an extended period of time. Any tips for those landlords who are still not quite getting some of those in, in most residential properties of that? Uh, rate is not that high, um, certainly for of when we look at their property, when we look at at which point do you then go about shifting the rental up, um, or certainly thinking about it, because I think some think about it in isolation and not looking at where the market is uh, holistically and other comparable uh, poly- uh, po- properties right, in their area, or even in the same complex as them. I mean, um looks like some of the, the rent value is good Or CMA or
0: competitive um, comparative market analysis. Your rent is valued at what, uh, in comparison to the, the rents that are around in the same area. Um, and, and, and that's direct, that is really what the tenants are looking at. The tenants, unfortunately, as much as I am very, very sympathetic to the cost of increases that increases that landlords have to bear, um, we the, the tenants are not really cared about that. They, they just know that they can get uh, a property for five thousand rand uh, elsewhere, and you, for the same property you may be wanting six thousand rand. That your your property for six thousand rand, unfortunately, is simply not going to be let out. So you've really got to look at your interface and the market to value your rental. Your value, when you value your costs, when you look at your costs, be conservative. I I agree. Look at that percentage. Um, uh, much higher your bond percentage, much higher than what it is at the moment, so that you are covered. Because when the interest rate goes up, unfortunately, you can't just increase your rent. First of all, your lease agreement won't allow that, and second of all, you're going to lose tenants uh, and great tenants at that uh, if you do do that. Um, so I would I would highly propose that you do be conservative in your costings. bearing in mind is that the interest rates over the last while um, has been at record lows, decades record lows. So this is very unusual. Um, uh, um, at the moment, I think what's been the saving grace for many landlords over COVID and over the last 18 months has been that the interest rate has come down and the interest rate is so low. Heaven help um, what the market would have been like for many landlords or most landlords if the interest rate was still what it was a few years ago. So, but these good times on the interest rate perspective, um, uh, w- w- one 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 needs to uh, budget going forward on a much, on a, on a higher interest rate. Um, what we've also found is, and this has been quite quite something, is that good quality tenants, a low interest rate, we, as landlords, we do like that because our bond's much lower. What it really has done is that it really has affected the tenant market and made it much tougher to find quality tenants because quality tenants can say, well, I can rather buy for the same price as I can rent because the interest rates are so low on the bonds. What we're finding now, as much as I don't like personally, the interest rate increasing. With the interest rates now going up quarter percent probably quarter percent a, a quarter, maybe that's what I've heard. Um, I think even that changing, I think is going to make the tenant market a bit more competitive. Um, I think you're going to find less, slightly hopefully less buyers in the market for landlords um, and more tenants. And which means that um, hopefully rents can slowly but surely can't start coming up again. And I think we're going to see interestingly, a shift on that in the last two to three months so the first time in 18 months, we're actually starting to see some increases on renewals of leases. Not every time and not not the kind of increases we'd like, but we're pushing the 5% increases where four or five months ago, that just wasn't even on the table. Now for uh, um, renewals, um, we we are looking to try and get a 5% increase and probably getting it two thirds to three quarters of the time, um, which is, you know, and that's a standard increase, which we all used to. and partly, I think it's the economic situation, which is, which is slightly better, and partly, I think it's because the interest rate is now turning and, and you're going to get fewer buyers, quality buyers uh, in the marketplace, and those buyers are now going to be quality tenants. Um, but as landlords, watch your costings and be conservative mm-hmm. in your costings because you, at this moment, you cannot push your income. That's not a lever which is very easy to push at the moment
1: yeah and i think that's such an important one to always you know, bear in mind that you need to understand what's easy to to push what's easy to increase and decrease and often rental is not the thing that's easiest to uh, certainly increase particularly in this economy i think that there certainly was a time when landlords were as a standard even doing double digits um you know rental escalations, and of course we've seen that in the past few years that that has not been the case and so landlords really do need to be very careful and and track the data of the respective areas uh, that they have their properties in this is not a thumbs you certainly need to do a market analysis and always be uh you know on the ball when it comes to your market analysis but in the meantime i want to go for a quick break see the lucky winner of the i think we've got a thousand rands now in the money bag uh, this evening as we are of course giving away that cash every single evening right here live on the show and that is for the great competition that we're running on our facebook page we don't know about it go to the pin post on our facebook page uh, comment as many times as you want and you're certainly going to increase your odds of walking away with a cash prize but in the meantime let's have a look at who the lucky winner this evening is And that lucky winner this evening, Tashi Combs, Tashi Combs walking away. It's. 1, rands. that's actually in the money bag so congratulations to you tasha combs remember you have to drop us a message down here below in order to claim your price and if you just if you want to be just like tasha combs all you have to do is go to our facebook page comment on the pinned post on our facebook page as many times as you would like and of course uh, we are going to make sure that if you are watching us live and comment then you're going to walk away with that cash prize if tasha combs doesn't do that we're going to have a roll over over to 2000 rands tomorrow evening um, but i know some of you always want the bigger the you know a bigger money bag and some people are always of course looking for the person to be watching live and to drop us that text we'll see if tashi coins is indeed watching us live and we will take it from there continue our conversation with david beattie founder and director at course property group how can landlords prepare for the new year. Now, David, now that we've explored, you know, the year that was certainly some of the learnings, some of the mistakes that landlords have done, when we look forward to 2022 and ref- and, and also use the knowledge, the insight uh, that we have picked up in the past 18 months, COVID era, that has really changed uh, some, how some landlords have even run their business. What can we anticipate for the new year and what should we be planning for as landlords for 2022?
0: Look, um, I think the first thing I can think of and the first thing which, which I've been um, talking to myself about is mindset. Look, the, right, the market is tough. Uh, things are toughest that I've seen in two decades. But I think if we have the right mindset and we are filled with hope and that we have, uh, have the right mindset to look at opportunities that are in the marketplace, I do think there's tremendous opportunities and I do think we can have a tremendously good year next year. Secondly, I think we've got to just get the basics right. We, the, 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 the days of being passive or thinking that things are just going to happen, I, I think those days are, we're not in those days at the moment. I think we've got to focus on doing the basics right, be professional in our relationship with our tenants, be professional in our, our administration, uh, be constantly looking at our cost cutting, making sure we could be dropping our costs, making sure that we're being aware of what's going on in the marketplace around us so that we can be adaptable, we can be flexible um, to react to the way the market is. But I do, think, um, I do think the bottom of the value has been achieved. And I don't think that we're going to shoot the lights out next year, but I, do, I, I think that we can, we can plan for a little bit of certainty, even from a political situation. Um, I'm not sure when elections are or whatever, but at, at the moment – I do think there's a little bit of stability, it's not a great stability, but it's a bit of stability that we can actually um, consolidate and, and look, at our, look at our portfolio, look at our property and say, how can I do this better? As opposed to white knuckle survival, I do think we should be turning our minds towards, how can we do, consolidate what we've got and how can we do better so that um, I can build a system so that maybe I can even build my portfolio going forward. But we do need to maintain the discipline of costs we do need to plan as though things are not going to get much better. As I say, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not planning doom and gloom. I'm just not planning that I'm going, because I'm going to automatically get my 10% uh, capital growth next year on my property assets, um, things are going to be okay. I need to plan that I'm going to get 0% increase on my rentals, knowing that I may well get a few percent. I'm planning for my cost to go up a little. Um, And I'm going to consolidate, I'm going to work with my partners, whether it's my rental agent or my tenants to really uh, just provide that excellent service, because those landlords that are doing that are, are, are doing great business.
1: And, and I think then, you know, David, when we then look at mistakes to avoid for the new year, what are the mistakes that we should avoid for the new year? Because I know that there's some people who are also going to use the insight from the past, you know, nearly two years and perhaps may want to you know, change things up quite a bit and, and perhaps focus on the wrong things. So what are some of the things that we should definitely not do as landlords in 2022?
0: I think we should not, we should not be distracted. We've got the, as a landlord, we've got our first. There's four main needs of a landlord. Let me just talk about the first one. The first one is to focus on cash flow. So what you want to do is make sure that you know when your vacancies are coming up, when the end of the lease agreement's up, and you planned ahead when you're going to start marketing for that replacement. Number two is that you you're making sure that your rent collection uh, procedures are in place. So uh, w- w- don't don't be reactive for the year. Don't make that mistake. Be proactive. Put in your diary, like we all for our meetings for the new year, I'm ready saying this is my diary for the new year. Do it for your property investment too. Know exactly on the 25th of the month you're doing your billings. On the first of the month you diarise that you're checking your bank statement for your rent. That um, You diarise two months before the end of your lease agreement. In your diaries, you don't have to think about it, you don't have to worry about it before the end of the lease agreement, so you're going to be in contact with your tenants. So be reactive. Set up a system for the year. And you can get on with the rest of your life or the rest of your business um, knowing that these systems are set up. Don't be reactive, um, be proactive.
1: Mm. And that's such an important one, David. I think when, you, when we talk about using or getting a system in place, there's certainly different kinds of tools. Uh, you know, I use TPN for managing the majority of the properties, and it gives you great triggers on you know, when a mm-hmm. lease is coming to an end end and so you're able to even know when to start communicating with your tenant uh whether they're interested in you know renewing the lease or they won't be renewing the lease be proactive as a landlord uh, as much as possible and there's certain things that you can really automate even in the way yes. that you communicate uh with your tenant. so that's a really important thing to always bear in mind because you also don't we want to eliminate certain admin because we're, mm-hmm. we're very mindful that for the most part a lot of landlords this is not your day job you actually have a day job, uh, and you have, you know, perhaps a few properties that you self manage, or even work with an agent who manages them but you you're not this is not the core focus on your in your day-to-day life so you really do want to put in systems that are going to make it easier and very systematic for you to be able to deal with your portfolio Uh, and and david as we slowly wrap up our conversation you know any any tips for new landlords so those people who've certainly been watching the show for the past year uh, and even longer who now have the right to and confidence to uh, get that first investment property in the new york any tips and in insights for them in terms of you know what to do what not to do as a new landlord and what they should get right from the get-go that's certainly going to set them up for success
0: yeah i, th- I think one of the first things is to make sure you've got some mentors around you really do reach out um, yeah, you know, I, I've been talking to some uh, new landlords and I've sent them a book or um, I just make sure that they, that they can call me anytime just for the quick question. Um, so make sure you've got, we've got those around you, whether it's a, an attorney that you're dealing with or for advice. Second of all, just make sure your costings are, are done well. Buy at the right price. Don't buy on emotion. Uh, and, and, and I'm talking to myself here. Uh, you've really got to... Um, you really got to it's not about being emotionless it's about keeping to the disciplines be disciplined in a business perspective because many years ago when i started out in property i could buy a property and I automatically make money but that i thought i was a superhero and i thought i knew what i was doing i actually was stupid i actually didn't know what i was doing i was just lucky nowadays you can actually be a success think- by doing the right things
1: yeah, and I think you know, developing one of the big things there, sorry, is is to make data-driven decisions, right? Yeah. And and that's how you also easily don't fall victim to the the FOMO, because uh, there's certainly quite a lot of FOMO when where property is concerned. We've seen a lot of it, particularly, you know during this lockdown period. Uh, and so when you make data-driven decisions, it's so much easier not to fall prey to the FOMO because the, the data will be fairly clear on whether that's a good deal or mm-hmm. whether you've just hyped yourself up and the numbers just don't stack up. And sometimes the numbers don't stack up and it doesn't make yeah. sense for you to pursue that particular uh, property.
0: Yeah. Don't be driven by ego. And those that keep the discipline, I just want to encourage those, land, um, those landlords that are starting out, I've been in the, the business for 20 years. I've seen landlords start out, and I've seen them five or 10 years later. And you'll be amazed how you sow seed, you do the basics well now. One of my landlords started with one property. He's now got $2.5 billion under management. It's, it's possible. If you do the right things, and you're learning, and you're curious, and um, you, you, you know, listen to your podcasts... You know, those kind of things, those are all really good advice with a strong mentality, with, with lots of hope, with perseverance, uh, you, you will succeed. Uh, and and it's, it's not much more complicated than that. But are, I've seen uh, too many success stories to know that you can make it if you do the basics right.
1: And I think, you know, that's actually just such a great note to leave it on, that you can make it if you get the basics right and we've certainly explored what the basics are with david in 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 other episodes and of course other episodes throughout so do go back to some of those great episodes don't make don't make ego-driven decisions make sure that you are making data-driven decisions Uh, and don't fall prey to the fomo it's there it's a lot of it uh, and sometimes we as landlords, you know, post the joys of being a landlord and don't post the, uh, the drama and, and also just the boring side of being a landlord. So I think be careful of getting a really good holistic picture of what you are signing up for. David, it was such a pleasure to have you on the show. It's always so great. Thank you so much for joining us uh, this evening and, of course, for joining us throughout the year. It's been such a pleasure to have you with us.
0: Uh, Zama, it's been my pleasure to absolutely. And it's uh, such a joy to see uh, the success of this program because I think it's, it's in such incredible uh, use and need uh, in, in, our, in our marketplace um, because of the people I deal with every day. Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm. David Beattie, who's a founder and director at Porous Property Group, wrapping up the Thursday edition of the Private Property Podcast with myself, Uzamandonga Kumalo. Well, unfortunately, our winner, Tasha Combs, did not uh, raise her hands and claim that prize. So we're going to have another rollover, 2,000 rands available for tomorrow. Uh, Of course, that is the competition that we are running on our Facebook page. I'm going to wrap it up with a comment from saying, because of the nature of my job, I let the bulk of the work be done by the agent. Dropping the range got me the tenants I have. I am fortunate to still be making a positive cash flow. The tenants are very responsible. And, and I think that's... <sighs> One of those adjustments, then make those adjustments uh, because they certainly do go a long way because you end up getting good, responsible tenants. We know how uh, expensive getting new tenants can be, or certainly how expensive having the wrong ones and having to get them out and getting good ones uh, tends to be. So don't make rash decisions where that is concerned as well. Well, that's it for myself. As I'll be back on your screens tomorrow evening at 7 p.m. But do stay tuned for the farming podcast with Mbalinogo at 8 p.m. Until then, hope you're staying home and staying safe.